Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Gordon tells us about an unwelcome encounter with his dead father-in-law. And Lori tells us about a dead logger who looked for his wife and daughter for years after his death until she helped him find peace. Then there's Victoria, who shares her story of a long-dead pig, Edna June, who still watches over her ranch. Did you know a cafe in Anchorage, Alaska is haunted by the ghost of a woman who was blown to bits by a hired hitman? Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. These are just a few of the stories you will hear, and these stories just keep coming. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers and a charter member of Author Masterminds. Today is a real treat for you, my listeners. We are joined by Mike Ricksecker, a recognized authority and celebrity in the paranormal field. Mike is the author of the best-selling book, A Walk in the Shadows, A Complete Guide to Shadow People, in addition to several historic paranormal books. He is an Amazon best-selling mystery author with two entries to his Chase Michael DeBarlow private detective series entitled Deadly Airs and System of the Dead. With nearly 30 years of involvement in the paranormal, Mike serves as a paranormal investigator and ghost historian with Society of the Haunted and regularly travels to speak about supernatural phenomenon. Mike has appeared on multiple television shows and programs as a paranormal historian, including Travel Channel's The Alaska Triangle, Animal Planet's The Haunted, Bio Channel's My Ghost Story, and several others. Mike produces his own internet paranormal shows, Ghosts and Legends, Paranormal Roads, and Friday Night Ghost Frights. On Tuesday nights, he hosts the Edge of the Rabbit Hole live stream show and Beyond the Shadows. And this is hosted on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. Mike owns Haunted Road Media, a paranormal and supernatural book publishing and video production company, which won the award for excellent media in the paranormal field at the 2019 Shockfest Film Festival. Mike's historic paranormal articles have been published in the Baltimore Sun and Paranormal Underground Magazine. He wrote an Oklahoma City paranormal column for examiner.com from 2010 to 2014. His work has also been featured in the Oklahoman, the Frederick News Post, Marshall University's The Parthenon, and Louisiana State University's Civil War Book Review. Mike is a native of Cleveland, Ohio, the father of four, and is an avid baseball fan. To learn more about Mike, you can go to his website at www.mike. R-I-C-K-S-E-C-K-E-R dot com. 
Well, hello, Mike, and welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful resume, and this is just part of it. I had to cut it down so we could have a chance to talk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You did a beautiful job of reading it. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, I worked hard on that. I want you to know that. <laughs> I practiced it several times before I did this today. Um, I was looking at one part of your resume, and I had a question, and of course, now I've forgotten what it is. But I really wanted you to kind of give us an idea of how and why you got into the paranormal field and why you wrote a book such as A Walk in the Shadows. Yeah, A Walk in the Shadows. That's my uh, latest book, number 11. And it is a complete guide to shadow people. And what sets up this whole book, I've had many shadow experiences, uh, shadow person experiences over the years, but uh, my first major paranormal experience was with a shadow person when I was about eight or nine years old. You know, basically, I just woke up in the middle of the night one night, and I saw this tall, dark figure standing in the corner of my room. Of course, at that point, I had no idea that uh, you called this a shadow person, that that's what these things were. Nothing like that. I had no idea from all that stuff. Right. Uh, I thought that there was an intruder in my room, and he was about to kill me. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you think at that age. But, right. You know, I, I have survived and live to tell the tale. <laughs> and we are <laughs> <But> grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so am I. But uh, it did do something really unusual. Uh, that's a little different from most shadow uh, person stories. And that's that it actually came up to my bed, leaned over, grabbed me by the wrists, mm. crossed my arms across my body, and then ran off down the hall. <laughs> I have... Yeah, really strange. I have no idea to this day why it, it did that. There's been a, a couple of people who have speculated as, as to why that, that may be. You know, I tried to scream while this happened. Nothing came out. But by the time it had run off down the hall, I found my voice, found my legs, ran off screaming to my parents' room. Mm. Of course, you know, they consoled me, just you know, told me, well, you had a bad dream. And you know, I'm like, no, I was awake for this whole thing. Was, <laughs> this was no dream. Mm -hmm. But right. um, yeah, that was, my, that was my first major paranormal experience. And that's kind of what set me on the path uh, to the paranormal field. Is that your most memorable paranormal experience? Oh, I've had a lot of memorable experiences. <laughs> but, you know, that's one, it's certainly one of the most vivid, uh, one of the most interactive. Uh, uh -huh. for sure. And um, yeah, that's, that's one that stayed with me you know, for my entire life. I imagine it's probably burned into your brain. I, I don't understand why it crossed your arms for you, but. <laughs> you know, people have speculated, and it's really only been maybe over the last five years that some different ideas have kind of come out. And, you know, from two different people that don't know each other, each suggested that perhaps it thought that I was dead. It was putting me into some sort of burial pose, like the uh, like the old Egyptian mummies with the crook and the flail. Wow! And uh, and then it ran off, perhaps realizing that oh no, this person's actually alive. So and maybe in a way, I actually scared it by you know trying to scream. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be comforting. <laughs> right, right. So it's a much better thought than it trying to do something malicious. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree because the most I've heard about shadow people is malicious. And so for this one to have done that, that's why it was such an interesting take. Well, of a bad rap. And it's from, it's almost like with humans, you know, the, the, the bad ones ruin it for the good ones. Um, mm -hmm. 
because it's it's really kind of a mixed bag with shadow people. I, I know that you know the scary stories, the more nefarious ones. Those are the ones that get the publicity, the limelight. They're the ones that you know make it onto you know, the different television sto- shows or get turned into a movie or or what have you because it's it's a nice creepy scary story and you get those jump scares and all that out of it. Right. Um, but most shadow people experiences are not the more nefarious ones. I mean, they sure, you know, it's standing in your room when you wake up, that's creepy. But if it just stands there, it's not actually doing anything bad. It's just, I guess, kind of invading your privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are the ones that actually come and, and, you know, induce something nefarious and malicious to people. It's just, you know, you'll have ones, like the second one that I experienced, all it was doing was peering in through my bedroom door. It was doing this, we had just moved into a new house. And I'm, you know, opening boxes, putting things away, things like that. And it would just stand in my bedroom door and peer in. I turn and look, and it would take off. I ended up asking my mom about this thing, and she had actually seen it too. But that's all it would do. It was just stand in the doorway and then take off when you'd look at it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't doing anything bad. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. just looking at you. But most people would be freaked out just by that. So <laughs> they would be freaked out by that, and so therefore they call it you know, something evil. And it's like, well, that's not evil. You know, if it came up and it hurt you and it didn't, you know, try to scratch you or there are the ones that we believe are energy vampires. And those are the ones that are hat man type shadow entities. They tend to be more like energy vampires where, you know, they strike feed, uh, fear into you and they feed off that fear, Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. And there are stories of, of ones that do actually hurt people, but they tend to be more the exception rather than the norm. Really? Now that's even a surprise to me because, you know, with what I've read and seen, you're right. They've been just the bad ones that they're talking about. Well, yeah, because when you just say, well, yeah, there was this shadow that darted across my room. That doesn't make for a good story. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really doesn't. It's like, okay, got to go by. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that tends to be what happens a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that tell me about witnessing shadow experiences in their house. And you know, that's the type of questions that I'll ask them. Well, did it actually come up to you and do anything? Did it do any, you know, did it hurt you? Did it touch you? Walk me through what it did. And a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I was looking down the hall and I saw it you know, run down the hall or I saw it go into a room. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that's, that's not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, doing something it could even be a human spirit that can't fully manifest so you may actually be seeing a a human spirit walk into a room and all you see is a shadowy form of it and you get immediately scared because we you know, we tend to fear what we don't understand and right you know we have this um perceived notion that if it's dark shadowy in, in nature then it must be evil and nefarious and that, that's not always the case Got it. That makes perfect sense. I want to talk more about your book in a minute, but first I'm going to ask you to explain this, which I'm sure you've had a lot of times. What is a ghostorian? For the people here, <laughs> tell them what that is. Yeah, ghostorian. Well, think of it as a as a ghost historian. That's what uh, ba- yeah, yeah. So basically, it's a person who researches the uh, the history of a ghost and the place in which it haunts. It's a it's a term that I coined. I, I didn't want to step on the toes of people who have actually gone and, and gotten a master's in history. I I spent many years in the IT department of a library system <laughs> and the librarians in that system, they would get really upset. It's actually you know, true of 
librarians um, pretty much <laughs> across the nation that if you know, people come into the library and will call somebody at you know the circulation counter uh, that's just checking out books, they'll call that person a librarian. But a person that has a MLS, a Master of Library Science, gets offended by that. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, well. They have, they have a <laughs> yeah. master's. They're the librarian. So, yeah, right. That makes know, perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so my degree is not in, in history. And so I didn't want to step on the toes of historians, but I did want to you know, call myself something that would describe what it is that I do. So I do get a lot into the history and I have an extreme interest in the history of these locations and digging into the background of the spirits that may be haunting these, you know, where there's a building or a house or, or a boat or what have you. Mm -hmm. That is so neat. I love uh, history. So to me, doing that kind of research sounds really energizing and fun. Yeah, it really is. And you know, my, my couple of books, they're the, uh, Ghosts of Maryland and Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma, they're very heavy on the history. It's like I give you a little snippet of the ghost story and then I go into all the the background of the location and, and the people and then I give you like all the things that go bump after that. Oh, see, now I think that's just great <laughs> because that is exactly <laughs> the kind of thing I like. I think I enjoy the history of it as much as I enjoy the story of the paranormal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting how I mean they, they play into each other. You know, without the history, we don't have the ghost stories. Well, correct. And, yeah, and there was enough Civil War history in my Ghosts of Maryland book that uh, LSU, Louisiana uh, State mm -hmm. University, included it as part of their Civil War review, which was really nice. That is really a wonderful accolade to you. LSU is a pretty nice university. My nieces are both from Louisiana, so let me tell you, that's their. Louisiana State is theirs. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> so to, that is to them would be they'd probably really be in shock and awe. <laughs> and Frank, Thanks. I'll have to talk to them and see if have, have read that at all because they might have. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I I lived in Alaska for forty years, and I, you were on the Alaska Triangle oh, wow. Travel Channel. Yeah. So tell us a little. I know I, I'm coming kind of going out of context a little, but tell us a little about that travel channel episodes that you did or episode yeah i was on three episodes of, of the alaska triangle um i spent three years up there in the 1990s i was stationed at elmendorf air force base oh know it um, well yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah they were they were looking for people to talk about the a lot of the different activity that goes on up, up there whether it's paranormal supernatural uh, they had people on there talking about extraterrestrial and alien activity. You had some of the cryptids like the Hairy Man and you know, the Thunderbirds and, and all those different things. So they, they covered a wide gamut. Uh, the, the, the episodes that I was primarily on had to deal with the um, uh, missing Douglas airplane from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. the, I forget the name of the, the, the ship right now, but the one that got hung up on the reef. I know exactly what you're talking everybody. about. And somebody, one of my friends, an author, has written about that one. And yeah. I can't remember the name of that ship either, but I will look it up. Again. <laughs> or go. I'll contact Steve and say, what is the name of that ship? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the third one was primarily about uh, the uh, energy. Because uh, the Alaska Triangle is basically a, it's supposed to be a vortex area. And so they had me talking about 
how the energy plays into a lot of that uh, different type of activity up there. Basically, they stuck me on the side of Flat Top Mountain outside of Anchorage with a couple of dowsing rods trying to Oh, I to know find. exactly where Flat Top is. I've climbed it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, they had me on the side of that with dowsing rods trying to find some uh, energy grid lines. And, you know, it's funny. I did actually find one. I was, you know, very skeptical because it was like, you know, we're up there filming for a day and it's like kind of a shot in the dark here. <laughs> Take some dowsing rods, see what you can find. Okay. And, and I found one. So that was kind of cool. Well, that's pretty interesting because when I was up there, I was supposed to learn to rappel and to climb the side of one of the flat rock. Anyway, all, <laughs> long story short, I ended up with a horrible case of vertigo. I was in my 20s, never had vertigo in my life. Never. Oh, wow. But, I, you know, when you're telling me you found something, I'm going, that makes perfect sense to what happened with me. Yeah, that does so make sense. You just solved a mystery for me of, you know, about 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because that line it. basically, I was able to draw a line from the top of Flat Top Mountain, and it probably went over the top of it, uh-huh. uh, all the way to Anchorage. Uh-huh. That is interesting. That, uh, yeah, Flat Top is a beautiful area to climb, you know. So it is. I did yeah. not expect to hear that there would be something like a possible vortex around there. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I had just recently even heard of the Alaska Triangle. So I'm going to do some more research into it. A friend of my author friend who is from one of them from Alaska was sending me information so I could look into it further. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, if that one really, you know, when I saw that, I went, really, you did that. And that is so cool. So tell us about your book in the shadow book, because um, a walk in the shadows is got to be more than one story. Correct. Yeah, there's yeah, quite, <laughs> quite, quite a few stories in there. And they're not just my own stories. They are from, from people from all over who have had a number of different experiences. I mean, I've had a lot, but you know, I, I haven't run the gamut. So basically the first, uh, the, it, the book is broken into four sections. So the first section of the book is on like the different various types of shadow people, you know, from like your basic humanoid figure to the hat man, to the hooded figure, the crawler, the mist, the wisp, like all of that stuff. I, mm-hmm. I kind of categorize it, those different things and include stories of those different types of, of entities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it includes, you know, some of the, um, you know, television coverage, like the haunted that was a red-eyed entity that was a red-eyed shadow entity that was terrorizing the girl in the house but i also saw with my own eyes one of the black vis was kind of like a dark vaporous cloud in, in one of the bedrooms so that was actually that one got two of the, the stories in there but Fun. the second yeah <laughs> yeah the uh, the second part of the book goes into uh sleep paralysis because there's a lot of associated activity or perceived activity between uh, sleep paralysis and shadow people. Uh, a lot of people do report, of course, waking up at night, being paralyzed and seeing the shadow person. So you know, people believe that the shadow person is causing them the paralysis, while the medical community says, well, it's, it's all in your mind. It's a hallucination. The, you know, because sleep paralysis is a biological phenomenon. And so they, they blame it. They blame the shadow people on what's happening to you, you still being in a, a basically a dream state. Right, and so I, I basically debunk that. I have a lot of issues with the medical community stance on that. Um, <laughs> but you do, <laughs> I do, <laughs> because I have actually had real sleep paralysis a couple of times, and those mm-hmm. are shadow people. Um, they are, they are two phenomena that can happen at the same time, but mm-hmm. certainly not always. Got it. Um, yeah. Uh, third section of the book goes into uh, a lot of the different types of uh, interdimensional beings. I believe a true shadow person is a interdimensional being. 
So I, I start by you know, talking about you know, shadow people that are actually ghosts, that are human spirits, and then get into you know, whether or not they are interdimensional beings, whether some of these are extraterrestrials, if we're living in a simulated universe, how some of these shadow people may you know, inter interact with that. So a lot of that type of interesting phenomenon. Wow. Um, I also answer questions for people as I get this all the time. You know, like, is, is Slender Man a shadow person? You know, are Skinwalker shadow people? And all that mm -hmm, sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth section of the book gets into, you know, are shadow people evil? Are they demons? And, you know, kind of the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It sounds really, really thorough and interesting. You. On your private detective series, now, is that, a, is that purely a mystery or does it have some supernatural in it? <laughs> it's, it's purely mystery. I, I'm taking, I've been saying this for a long time now. I, I'm, I'm taking the third one and bringing more paranormal into it. I do have a, a psychic medium in the one book. Uh -huh. um, very brief interaction, but she's in there. The third in that series, my private investigator is actually hired by a paranormal investigative team. So, oh, well, fun. That's I'm meshing the two worlds there. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds good. So, do you have any other experiences? you would like to share that is, have you, I mean, like, have you seen full body apparitions or any of anything other than shadow people that you, I, <laughs> I mean, mean I, like, I like shadow people, but I, <laughs> I thought I'm sure you, with your years of experiences, you've got to have some other experiences. Yeah, you know, I, I do. I've had a lot of different experiences. I have seen um, more shadows in my life than apparitions. And there's some theories about why that is, why some people see more shadows and some people see more apparitions. And we talk about like the, uh, you know, an individual's uh, level of vibration and, you know, how spirit resonates with a particular person. They may see, be able to see different things. So I do see more shadows, but um, I'm going to mesh the two here <laughs> okay. where I have seen, I have seen a shadow turn into an apparition. It was a really interesting experience a year ago part of a um we, we run an event every year unfortunately we're unable to run it this year because of the COVID situation but right. you know we have a, a paranormal conference that we run and at the uh, at the tail end of that we do a paranormal investigation well last year when we were doing this investigation we were getting down toward the tail end of it there's just a handful of us left we're at the mineral springs hotel the old abandoned section at the top level mm-hmm and there's a, there's a room up there known as Pearl's Room. It's a confirmed suicide. And a lot of people have seen her up there, got a lot of activity in that room. And you know, there's, there's five of us that are in there just doing you know, a little EVP work, trying to do a little investigation. And also we hear some noises coming from down the one hallway. So we go out there and looking down the hall and I start seeing this black mist. Uh, you know, form up at the end of the hall. It's like, whoa, what's going on down there? It starts coming closer and it starts doing something a little unusual. It starts creeping up the right-hand side of the of the hallway, like up the wall, as it's coming closer and closer. It's like, well, what is going on here? So it keeps coming closer, it keeps coming closer. And as it creeps up that wall, it starts to form up into the apparition of a little girl. And... You know, we we all we all saw this little girl, and there there is a story up there. I'd never seen her there before, but in one of the other rooms down that hall, there is supposed to be the spirit of a little girl. And we'd investigated down there before, never really got much at all. Of course, never saw her, but you know we kept kind of trying to coax her closer as we saw her. 
well, come on, you can go closer, you can go closer. And she basically stopped at the door to that room where other people, other investigators had said that they had interacted with her, but we were actually standing there seeing her, which was absolutely amazing. Well, that is really amazing. Did you see her clothing? Did you see that her that well? Yeah, um, about down about down to her knees and kind of in the lower half kind of disappeared but she was in like a um an, a, like a nightgown mm-hmm. more of an older style you, you could say maybe early 20th century of a style mm-hmm. um she was probably about nine maybe 10 years old something like that wow and is yeah. there there's a story she is there but they don't know why yeah they don't know why but there's a lot of speculation you know the different psychic mediums have come up into there and, and given different stories for her about you know whether she was some girl that was associated because there was mob activity where somehow she was associated with the mob or what have you it's like well you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt like maybe there's there's no way to confirm who she may have been uh, people do ask if she's the little girl that frequents the pool a lot of stories about a little girl down in the pool area but that's like three floors further down and by all accounts this this is not the same girl as is who goes down to the pool. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So how many times have you been there? Oh, Mineral Springs, I've been there. I, I couldn't even count how many times. Um, that's, <laughs> that's basically right down the right down the road and we're good friends with the people that uh that run it. So basically we've got in there you know, just to just to go shop because there's a metaphysical shop in there and some other stores and you know mm-hmm. we'll go into there to shop and then all of a sudden they're like hey, you, you know you guys are free to run around if you want okay <laughs> <laughs> that's really neat yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna ask what's your advice to anyone who has had paranormal experiences and are kind of afraid or who would want to get into and more involved in the paranormal investigation field what would you tell them um i would say for one you, you don't need to be afraid and one of the things i like about the encounters with the paranormal series that we publish not just stories from me there's some stories from people from all over mm-hmm. and by reading that series the, the goal is to help people realize that you're you're not alone other people have had these experiences and hopefully they'll become less afraid and you know uh hopefully they'll become be a little more forthcoming with their own experiences i know we a lot of a lot of times we get deemed crazy by the mainstream it's like, oh, no, yeah, we're not yeah. crazy we've all had these experiences but yeah for people that are interested in getting more involved with the paranormal perhaps investigating and all that what i like to tell people is you know find a reputable investigative team in your area that's been doing this for for many many years and you know see if you can go with them on some investigations and you'll learn from people that have been doing this for such a long time it's it's very very different from what they show on tv and it kind of does a disservice, unfortunately. I mean, it's, it's great that it is, it's actually helped people. Uh, the television shows have actually helped people to kind of like what I was just saying, become a little more forthcoming with their experiences and realize that, hey, you know, paranormal activity is, is real. But the way that investigations work is very different from what you see on TV. Oh, so, I, I know. <laughs> you know, this yeah. reality show stuff, as we all know, is kind of dramatized. Right, and, exactly. Um, I, but I agree with you that the mainstream thinks we're kind of nuts when we have these experiences. And what has helped me a lot is talking to people who have had the experiences. Yeah, because absolutely. I've had several and I knew everybody, you know, you just think everybody's going to think you're crazy. And no, I know I'm not now. I know that what I experienced is real. 
and it's a Martin. You can't, you can't touch it or feel it really, you know, at the, you can, if you're lucky, you get a picture, but I never have. So it's literally, it's very hard, very hard. (laughs) And, you know, I don't do investigations. I don't even ask them to come around. So it's not like I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm not seeking this out, but I'm extremely interested in it and have had my own experiences. So I think what you just said is really helpful to people who have. It's still something new to get, you know, for people to be able to actually talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a lot of people it is. And, you know, I agree with you, you know, talk to other people who have had those experiences because yeah, you're, you're not alone. Many other people have seen and experienced these same things. Exactly. And I, you know, I did not realize that for a long time myself. So this is just one of the reasons I actually do this real ghost chatter is for that very, one of that reasons is for people to be more comfortable with talking about it because to me, it's exciting and fun and really interesting to talk about. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'd love us, you know, people to be able to think. And the ones that don't believe in this stuff, well, you know, until they have an experience, then they do. (laughs) So it's Anyway, um, I have really, really enjoyed our chat. And I guess I'm going to draw this to a close. And I want to say many, many thanks for sharing everything you have, Mike. I wish we could go on and on. I really do. Um, <laughs> but well, I appreciate you having me on, Mary. Oh, it's, it's really fun. fun. It's fun. As I said earlier, um, my listeners can find out more about you and your books. Your books are on your site, correct? Because I looked yeah, at your yeah. site, but I saw all your wonderful articles there that people should just go and read. You can find them at Mike's website, which is www. M-I-K-E-R-I-C-K-S-E-C-K-E-R.com. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with anyone you think would also be interested. And if you've had a paranormal encounter of any kind and you'd like to share it on Real Ghost Chatter, I'd love to hear from you. So please contact me at M-A-R-Y-A-N-N at M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L dot com. And if you need to know more about me, Go to M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L dot com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash M-A-R-Y dash A-N-N dash P-O-L-L. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.